0: And he swore unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto the half of my kingdom. Unto the half of my kingdom. What is in this thing? (laughs) And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. She was going to nail him. If you you don't want wrath, don't mess with a woman's love life. I find it amazing. I saved as we are. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. They're all on the edge of their seat wondering what is he going to say now? But if something happens, you hear ladies talk about each other like this woman is a devil from hell. She's not even a human being. And when they refer to it, that woman. Whatever. And the warfare that Satan is waging is lost in the shuffle. This man said, do you know what it takes to become Herod? under the Romans, to be the king. He said, I'm going to give you half of my kingdom. My God. Anyway, but I got a word for you. Let me finish reading it. Watch. He swore unto her. Okay. So she came in straight away with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charge at the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry. Yet for his own sake and for their sakes which sat with him, he will not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse. And laid it in a tomb. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus. And told him all things. Both what they had done. And what they had taught. And he said unto them. Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place. And rest a while. For there were many coming and going. And they had no leisure. So much as to eat. May the Lord add the blessing. Upon the reading of his word. And somebody said amen. amen. Come on stretch forth your hands this way. Father thank you. For the reign of your spirit. Thank you for your word. May it revolutionize our lives, our thinking, our understanding, and our mindsets. We receive it by faith and thank you that utterance will be granted me, grace unto me. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word that will come forth with power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I was listening to that preacher, my eyes opened about what happened to John the Baptist. I was pondering some of the testimonies I alluded to, like when Victor talked and whatever. And I was just pondering those things. And John came to me. How can a man chosen of God before birth to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ? How could he end up like this? And what was amazing Jesus never said a word. Even when he heard what happened I said nothing. I've pondered those things for years. And I finally understood it. That's really what inspired the few words I shared for communion. And I saw what unbelief can do. And how deadly it is. That it doesn't matter what word you have. If you don't believe it. Satan will kill you even with the word you have. John! For 400 years after Malachi, God said nothing. And he found a man who was righteous. The Bible says of the course of Abia or Abiah. Hmm? In Luke 1. Zachariah married correctly from the priestly line. Married Elizabeth. He said they served God. They were blameless. You see, this is what gets people. I know you've been acting crazy, but finally you get your act together and you are serving the Lord correctly. And you're believing, you're tithing, you're doing right. Something happens. Because you assumed that what you receive by grace works by works. You didn't know you obtained it by faith. And then you started doing right. And when life happens, you better stay in faith. And don't bring up your works as a reason for God to answer you. At least, for most of us, we are born. We live. We finally get saved. And then one day, we get a good word. Hmm? But John's was prophesied before birth. And when you look closely at the story, you see that Zacharias, that his assignment was to offer incense. The prayers of the saints. Who else will Satan attack? Because if I can mess you up. I mess everybody up. can nobody get prayers answered. If the priest offering it up to God. Is jaundiced with bitterness. For what he hadn't received. What is the devil doing to you? With the things you haven't received. These are the silent killers of our faith. When the promise and the experience don't seem to match. (laughs) And Zacharias was in the holy place, offering incense. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. But his pain was so deep. His disappointment was so dire. That even an angelic appearance couldn't solve it. He asked the angel, how will I know this? What was he saying? Do you know how many years God promised me that I'm going to have a son? And now you're coming to tell me I'm going to have a son? Well, how am I going to know it? And you know, these angels don't take any stuff. So listen, I'm Gabriel. This is not some junior angel you're fooling with. I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to deliver. Who do you think you are you? <laughs> you say you're going to be dumb. You're going to be dumb. And so, just as God said, watch, John is conceived. And they said that it was on the day, you know, Nigerians have it, they call it naming ceremony. OK, I, I messed it up. Naming ceremony. <laughs> they sing it, naming ceremony. <laughs> but it's naming ceremony. All right. <laughs> On that day, they asked Elizabeth, what would he be called? She said, John. They said, no, no, no relative that answers that. And then they gave Zachariah a paper to write what the name should be. And as he was writing John, his tongues were loosed spoke. But the Bible says that when Mary received her own visitation, there was even a huge and bigger issue. She believed it and went to fellowship with Elizabeth, her cousin. And as soon as she greeted Elizabeth, oh, John started rejoicing. Say, I know that voice. Huh? I can hear the voice of the mama. Even the mama started testifying. How how is it that the mother of my Lord will come? Eh? John was filled with the Holy Ghost from the womb. Are you following this, beloved? And the word of God says that he will come in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. The spirit and the power of Elijah. And John came and started preaching and started baptizing. And he even baptized Jesus. And the heavens opened. You see what I'm telling you resurrection house? It don't matter how much glory we experience. It don't matter what fire you see. All miracles happen. But after all of that, if you don't believe, you can forget it. Amen. He baptized Jesus. The heavens opened. The Father spoke. And then one day, he got caught in the crossfire of the warfare raging all over the world, even now. The prophet and Jezebel are war. And he said to Herod, you cannot take your brother's wife and marry her. That's wrong. John felt he was in the right. Was he in the right? That was a question. He was in the right. And they came and arrested him threw him in jail. Yet he was carrying the spirit and the power of Elijah. But when life happened, he manifested nothing. I told you I came to shock you. He was waiting on Jesus to come and deliver him. He didn't know he was carrying the power to deliver himself. That's why I came here preaching to you. I say, isn't it time for you to answer that phone call? To answer that door? Isn't it time for you to stand up and tell the enemy, I ain't backing down anymore? you prayed enough. I say you have prayed enough. It is time for you to use the power you have You couldn't arrest Elijah. And they came and arrested John. He was waiting on God. Like many of you are. And they threw him in jail and locked him up. And he started going down. Into depression. And went down until... He sent his disciples to go ask the Lord Jesus, are you he that should come? Or should we be looking for another? What was John saying? How could you be here? And they put me in jail. And you haven't done anything. You must not be the foreigner. You must not be the one I ran before. I talked about you. I said I wasn't even worthy don't lose your shoes how are you going to let this happen to me John didn't know just like many of you don't know that once God has given you what it takes he don't say a thing he don't answer nothing he expects you to use what you have been given and get the job done you came in the spirit and power of Elijah And they can arrest you over a woman. And you accept it. And you sit there waving on Jesus to come and get you out. And you're going to send him this Mickey Mouse message. The Lord didn't even answer them. He said, Go and tell John. Another gospel said, Go and tell John again that the blind see, the lame walk. Hmm? He said, The lepers are cleansed the dead are raised. Yeah. And then he released the bullet. Amen. He said, blessed is he who will not be offended. Glory. That's what I'm telling you. You better get John, First John 1 and marry it as I have married it. That no matter what happens in this life to you in him is no darkness at all. You can't question his love for you. You can't doubt his faithfulness. You cannot John did not feel justified. He won't send the people. He thought that the Lord will apologize. He said, go and tell him what you saw. And he stayed in prison until a young woman wiggling her tail cost him his life. And God let it happen. Because the man impregnated with all this power didn't use it. He was waiting on God to do what he's supposed to do. That's what many of you are doing. I don't care how much I pray for you, how much I prophesy to you, how much I do. If you don't get up and use it, Have all that it takes, then what is my problem? Problem is unbelief. Your pride is on the way. Yeah. You are hurt yeah. over the fight. He <laughs> said, "Are you he that should come? or should we hey, should we look for another? another what? You saw the heavens open. The Father spoke. You saw the Holy Spirit come down. You testified of this. When I'm preaching those things to you, you think I'm trying to hype you up? No, that's what I do. And when life crowns me, I get up and start declaring the way it will be. I have no witnesses in here. Every time the church is under siege, I don't have to pray. I come here and I start saying, this is what will happen. This is what will happen. This is the way it's going to go. It's in my mouth. It's my word. Against the devil. I have nothing to pray. I've prayed. John sat in jail waiting on God until he sank into depression and ended up beheaded. Prophet, Jesus says, of all that is born of woman, none is greater than John. Everywhere you look, the man was loaded and yet he didn't use any of it. He was sulking in his pain. That's what's killing people in America. You have everything going for you. All these Mickey Mouse trials. You make mountains out of molehills. Eh? <laughs> I showed you one time in the Philippines. The church was flooded. How many of you remember that? And the people came to church with the water reaching their ankles. And they were worshiping God. Who will come to church in America? And John, well, if he was the savior, he would have known that this is a g- gross injustice that was done to me, and he would have done something about it. <laughs> he kept waiting on Jesus to come and do what he was supposed to do. Yeah, man. He never went in the scriptures to find out if you came in the spirit and the power of Elijah, Who could arrest you? Hmm? Herod would have learned a lesson. Every soldier that comes dies. Hmm. He let them arrest him. He let them throw him in jail. He kept waiting. Do you know what's even amazing? His unbelief was so infectious that you would not see a record where the Bible said that his disciples even prayed for him to be released. They were all in it. Even when he sent them on the errand to go talk to Jesus, nobody cancelled him. I mean, somebody should have said, Come on, why will we be going to ask him? Come on, you baptize him. You know he he's the one. How could you what will happen to you for you to start looking for another savior? What is happening to these so-called believers that tomorrow you see them, they're studying with Muslims? How are you gonna have the fountain of living waters? And you're going to Beelzebub for cancer? Watch. John sat in jail and did not get the message that Jesus sent. How many times have you been going through something? God will keep sending you a word. And you keep justifying your position instead of repenting. You come to church. I'll preach you down to conviction. And then the demons will talk you out of it. And you go back up to the minister to ask a question. You already know the answer. Or you go out to the parking lot, ask somebody, what do you think about what the apostle was saying? What do you, what do you think? It means repent. Amen. Hmm? He didn't get the message Jesus sent. Jesus said, go tell my son that is down and depressed, I'm still working miracles. There's no short of power, there's no hindrance here. Then why are you in jail? It's your unbelief that kept you there. God gave you everything you need. Resurrection House, God has given us everything we need. For you to come out of whatever it is. Use the power we have. Hallelujah. Come on, I believe we ought to celebrate That God has given us power over the enemy, power over circumstance, power over everything going on in our lives. We already have it. Hallelujah. Beloved, don't let it happen to you to have all that you need to succeed and you let unbelief rob you of it. As it was the case with John the Baptist. Even though he came in the spirit and in the power of Elijah, he exercised none of it. He had power to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers. God said, this is necessary. Otherwise, the earth would be smitten with a curse. With all that power, <clears throat> he made one comment to Herod. And Herod arrested him. He didn't operate in the power of Elijah. Hmm? Do you know how many things the Bible says that belong to you as a believer that you're not walking in? How many promises made? How many offices given to us? God said to me, even if you're limping on one leg, you are higher than all devils. I said, how could that be? He said, because you are seated in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. Changed my life forever. And I was demonstrating it once in our sanctuary. And I said, when I meet an unsaved man, I don't look at him based on his money or his natural looks, or his political power. I'm looking at him as a spirit man. It's the battle of two gods. He that is in me is greater than he that is in him. And I was demonstrating in the sanctuary, and when I waved at the proverbial unsaved man in front of me, the glory took the, he flipped over and ended up in some corner somewhere because the reality of the truth was so resonant in my spirit that God thundered so clearly. If you're discouraged, if you're parked somewhere, if you're complaining or murmuring or pouting, repent today and get back on the saddle. God will honor your faith. You will experience glory in the now. In Jesus' name, I pray that the glory that is resting on the voice of resurrection, the glory that is resting on this broadcast and on this church and on this ministry and on this apostle will be yours as you put a seed to connect with this grace in the ground, the fertile soil. Unfortunately, you may not think so, but unfortunately, that's the only way you can connect with grace on, in, on this earth. Mark four twenty six. So is the kingdom of God. As if a man put a seed in the ground. Jesus himself said, this is how my kingdom runs. Even the food in your plate is a seed sown. Even you, you're a seed sown in the womb of your mother. The power of God, the power of the kingdom never manifests. Except a man puts a seed in the ground. Don't deceive yourself. You can pray and wait forever. Nothing will happen. May God open your eyes, not only to understand the need to sow seeds, but to sow the right amount that God will respond to. Begin with the right confessions. Begin with worship. Begin with the right attitude. And then you move on to the realm of money. Sometimes you need to issue forgiveness so that the hindrances on your path will be removed. It takes the Holy Spirit to tell you how to solve what is ailing you. But I know you're hurting out there God is sending this word to heal you, to deliver you, and to show you the way to go. I'm out of time, unfortunately, but we love you and we're praying for you and we believe. The victory will come your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Bye bye.